0: Get in the car. Right at us. Clark! The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this week.
1: This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. It is season four of the Party of Four. I'm Ben Hutchison alongside Mistwood Director of Golf, PGA Director of Golf, Andy Michelson.
0: How you doing, Ben? I I had to dust my mic off, had cobwebs on it, it's been a while.
1: I don't want our loyal listeners in <laughs> Germany and beyond to get upset that we haven't been back in the chair here, but we were going through the stats, we're averaging more than 10 episodes a it, season.
0: It's busy, man, it, it, you know, for our brand it's kind of weird, but it. I think we're busier in the winter than we are in the summer, like it's almost easier to, to do things in the, in the summer, but in the winter we got domes going, we got junior golf going, we still got... Membership services stuff going. It's like it's just crazy. Plus, we put in you know three new sim bays over at the dome, so that was exciting and taking up our time. So it's just it's busier this winter. It seems like
1: than than ever. It's a good problem to have. And absolutely, like you said, multiple different things happening, and the sim bays are awesome. So if anyone is out there that hasn't seen the sim bays, as part of parties and everything else with McQuethy Sports Bar. Simulator Sweets. We got to get it right. The sweets. 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 How's it going the first couple of weeks of those?
0: Good. People are people are utilizing them. They like it. Um, the technology we use in there is really easy and simple to use. And um, people are, are gravitating towards it. I mean, Simulator Golf, <clears throat> you know, the same way we kind of uh, um, push the envelope on Top Tracer, I feel like. Um, the rest of the market did that with simulator golf already. So it's not like it's all that daunting to, you know, book a suite and, and go in there and play a couple of few tweaks here and there. You can get set up and go and, and just play. Um, I mean, simulator golf around the world is actually taking hold to a much larger degree than even in the U.S. And so it's just going to be that much more of a, a prominent thing going forward. So we want to be part of that.
1: And if you miss, missed Wood, we're on there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. So there's
0: there's over a hundred thousand courses on that um, system, and and somebody had mapped out Mistwood uh, back in the day. It's not a perfect rendering, but it, you get the gist. There's a lot it, of trees. Yeah, there's a lot of trees on it, but it's uh it's pretty nice. I mean, the contouring, you, know, you hit certain shots into certain holes, like the tenth hole. You know the way that green's kind of goofy with the, you know with the contouring. It, it's got all of that built in, so it's it's fun to play, and I I know that. Kind of a lot of our regulars and members have have been uh, trying that golf course a lot.
1: This is my favorite episode of the year, which kind of stinks because it's the first episode of the year, but that's also exciting because we were at the PGA show in Orlando last week.
0: Yes, sir. It's like fantasy camp. I I say this all the time. It's like fantasy camp. When When else does somebody in my position, our position get to talk to the captains of industry, get to talk to, you know, what they were thinking when designing this, what, why, why they did what they did, like what, what kind of perspective you get from them uh, is just absolutely amazing and cool. And then also, it, you know, at the, the show too, you get some of the, the little guys, like the the guy that's trying to to make it with his, you know, the training aid or something like that. And, uh, I like to hit all those spots because there's some sometimes there's there's like gold in them their hills, you know. So I like to walk the whole entire floor, even though it's miles and miles and miles of golf. And I think it they always say that that basically that whole floor represents about seventy-five billion dollars of the golf industry. So it's it's literally every aspect of it is shown at that show.
1: And it was beneficial for the other teachers and pros here because you did spend a lot of time with those training aids and you may have brought out the credit card.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The credit card did some work. It did, <laughs> did a little bit of work in the, in the training aid space. Now I, you know, we, we brought down um, kind of first time and, you know, since COVID brought down a, a fair amount of our staff and each person kind of had their role and, in, in what uh, I wanted to, them to look at and focus on. And uh, one of those was, you know, training aids, new technologies, um, you know, Frank and Bobby were kind of focused more on uh, you know, filling the pro shop for the year, stuff like that. So everybody has their role when they go. I know everyone thinks that man, we send the whole staff just to go down there and have fun. There is a fun element to it. There's definitely a networking element to it, but everyone has their role and their job when they when they go down to the show.
1: You made the comparison when we were there. I believe you linked Orlando and the Wisconsin Dells. Please explain.
0: Yes. Two places that are definitely tourist traps that people have very strong feelings about, either for or against, and I happen to love them both. Yeah. Simple as
1: that. I love Orlando. There is the Disney element. I love Orlando, but I don't enjoy the Wisconsin Dells. I think it's probably because of my past TV experience. And the times I went to Wisconsin Dells in the area was for some sort of crime to cover. <laughs> so it was like, hey, there was a murder near the Wisconsin Dells. You have to go cover that story. So I, I think I just didn't have the same fun element. I'll admit I've never been to one of the water parks. I hear some are better than the others. Yeah. I've been to a sports bar out there. We were supposed to golf at Sand Valley. And then the rain washed everything out. And we're like, well, we got to drive within whatever to get some food and drink. Uh, During a bachelor party, we ended up at a sports bar that I guess everyone goes to. And that was fine. I mean, that was enjoyable. But (laughs) all right, Wisconsin Dells and Orlando. 100%. So you talked about the things you enjoy at the convention center when we go there. We did want to share some of the interviews we did while we were there and realize that some of this might actually be better visually. But that's why we have our YouTube page. We have our other social medias. I think the technology and excitement will translate through audio. Do you think that'll happen? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So first up, at Callaway, we had a chance to meet with Michael Verska, the director of custom fitting and player performance, and Andy actually talked through what's new with the Paradigm line and the Versa putter.
0: So I've hit it. It's awesome. It's faster. It's longer. Launch is higher. I don't really know how you guys keep doing it year after year, but kind of go through how how this all works.
2: Yeah, so we have an amazing R&D team that puts a lot of effort in. You know, we've won every PGA Tour event so far, three for three, all with Paradigm. Really, the, the main thing is this 360 degree carbon chassis. So yeah. all of this around here, this entire centerpiece is carbon. It's really carbon where you want it, where it does the most benefit. Two different kinds. We have this triaxial carbon fiber, which is super light, super thin, but yeah. still provides the structure. And this is really cool. This is called forged carbon. And what that is, is it's kind of different layers. That we can shape and, and you can see the different um, you know hard edges that you can that you couldn't do with other ways. Yeah. Only thing that's ever been used before is like race cars and exotic vehicles, and now it's on a driver. So it provides a lot of strength with super lightweight. Uh, and then you get into all the other great features. We have what we call our APW or adjustable weight, um, 15 grams you can move, it's just literally 15 yards of heel. This is on the standard model. This is the standard model. Yep. But you know where the magic really happens is up in the yeah. face. So because yeah. we've reduced weight there, uh, we can really put a lot of weight in, in the face where it does a lot of good. Uh, we have our Jailbreak AI technology, which really ties the, the crown to the soul, which yeah. really gives all the, the uh, energy transfer to the face. And we have our AI, so each face is individual designed to, to maximum ball speed with consistent spin and consistent yeah. ball speed across the face because of that AI design. So the ability to wrap all of those technologies yeah. rather than, hey, here's a technology and here's a technology. To work holistically with our AI is yeah. really what the winner is.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. I don't think a whole lot of people know that each each and every loft has its own distinct face.
2: Yeah. So when you get like our, our Triple Diamond, you know, which yeah. is uh, our number one driver on tour, you know, it's a little different for that player who hits the center more often, who has a little more speed. Yeah. Still has a 360 carbon chassis, the weight at the back, the weight front. So right. it's not just one size fits all. It's literally yeah. this is the right face for this player type at 10 and a half degrees. Yeah. This is the right uh, face type with all the different geometry for the 8-degree Triple yeah. Diamond.
0: So. Yeah, and the, and the Triple Diamond is the one that I have, and the thing I'm kind of most excited about, it kind of like checks all boxes, right, you have when a, a ball is hit off the high toe traditionally with kind of some old drivers, it would just kind of nosedive, right, With well, this Triple Diamond still stays in the air a little bit, even off the bottom still, still kind of uh, goes quite a bit, <laughs> but I think the, the thing that I like the most is, is kind of somebody that tends to play uh, quite a bit right to left, that thing just goes straight. And it's actually got probably the most fade bias. I've noticed the most fade bias of any driver I've hit in the Callaway family. Yeah,
2: we certainly have the Paradigm X, which is more of a draw bias, kind of your average player. No, I mean that in a negative way, but the player who might yeah. slice it or fade it needs that it's 90%
0: help. 90% of the golfers.
2: Yeah, we have the Paradigm, you know, kind of right up the middle that we can make that fade bias. We can make it draw bias right. with a lot of forgiveness. And then the Triple Diamond just kind of straight to a straight fade. The thing that's amazing to me about the triple diamond is that downrange dispersion and all of these is how tight those misses yeah. are. And that's what we're seeing with our yep. tour players and John Rahm, yep. Sewell Kim, and Xander. Is you know they, they can do things with this club that in the past they're like oh you know I, I might miss the fairway right now it's catching the edge. So right. The downrange dispersion is so tight because of the way to, to move the mass and get yeah. it dialed in. So and it's that, a big thing. The thing happen. that's
0: so important about that too is like if you're comfortable with what happens downrange, you swing harder, you swing faster. And the driver performs even that much better. Yeah, so. we're
2: it. Uh, the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We're, we're seeing it with with your average 12 handicap, your average 18 handicap. We're seeing it on the tour that the technology yeah. works. And again, it's that holistic approach with AI right. and looking at each individual thing and, and tying it together. We're so excited for this right. year.
0: So, how does how does that technology kind of um, hop into the iron?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's it's different, but it, but it's it's similar in many ways. You know, it's a 455 face cup, yeah. uh, super fast, and, and, the, and we also have the speed frame. So literally, holes. It's a hollow body, and you can't see it because we have a, 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 the badger or, or medallion over the back. Yeah, but weights removed strategically. It still has the urethane microspheres. It has dual tungsten. So again, we remove weight where where it doesn't do good, yeah. and we okay. put it back in. Still has the AI face. Oh. Again, very consistent, especially on some low hits. Yeah. Um, you still get good distance on the high hits, and again, tying it all together. So our ability to, to model and to test digitally yeah. and then get into something that really benefits golfers of all skill yeah. level is next level. It's
0: super fast, high launching, it does spin, you can control it, control the iron coming in. I mean, it, it kind of it does it checks all boxes. It's going to be a real, real good iron for us. Uh, the last thing, the uh, Versa Putter,
2: the kind of bringing back something that worked it worked in the past, right? Yeah, in fact, it just launched this morning officially. So yeah. uh, Versa, you know, we launched about eight, nine years ago, tremendously successful. Yeah. And people may think, wow, I know I've seen that before. We've had Versa in use literally every year on tour. Oh, yeah, uh, On Absolutely. PGA, on LPGA, on, on the DP World Tour, other tours. So it works, and yeah. it's a great way. It's an alignment method. You get down to putting, and I'm a big believer in putter fitting. Everybody should go get fit yeah, yeah. for putters. But you get right down to it, if you can do two things. If you can get the face squared impact, and you Mm -hmm. can align it right, everything else, kind of the sins of putting go away. And the Versa, we've seen that over and over again. Phil Kenyon, one of the top tour to teachers in the world for putting, he's a big believer in Versa as yeah. one of the driving forces to get it back out. So it's a way to, to put it down, you know, there's different widths, it's always black, white, black, Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a white golf ball or a colored golf ball, and it's just really easy to line. So if you start it somewhere in the hole, yeah, it's easier to get back, you don't have to manipulate the face. So yeah, we're real excited for that yeah. continued technology, um, rebirth, Improved, You know, the CG's a little more forward, so it's yeah. easier and more stable. So it's not the putter of eight years ago, yeah, yeah. but one of that key technology for alignment and, and yeah. getting dialed in is right there. Yeah,
0: and, the, it, and the 12 comes out this year, which is, you know, you had the 10, 11, yep. and 12. And so kind of what, how is that different from the 11? Because the 11 pushed so much weight forward. Yep improve the feel, the roll, everything else? Yeah,
2: so the Versa 12 is, is a mallet putter. It's kind of in that 10, 11, 12 vein, so yeah. it's a new mallet shape, but it has Versa technology, uh, but it's 90-degree pose, so the white is going linear for those players who, who align more linear rather than perpendicular, and there's both types. So we want to have yeah. that option for everybody, so there is a Versa 12. It's a great mallet putter if you need a little more forgiveness, but the weight is pushed forward. Yeah. Uh, we continue to see a, a forward CG with very high MOI is a great um, – combination for virtually every player including yeah, two yeah. players not handicapped you yeah. know for so long we as an industry including odyssey we're pushing that weight back and we found if we actually push it forward if you can maintain the moi that's really the home running power.
0: that's awesome all well, can't thank you enough for
2: being part of the team and uh, making some great products. happy so, to hopefully yep. see you in chicago yep, for, th- before too long thank you
1: i'm just behind the camera but watching those interviews i enjoy it because i can nerd out a little bit as i learn more about the game of golf but you guys just flow and you know every little intricate detail.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, he's he's a great interview, great follow on social social media. Um but he is directly I've I've been to Callaway headquarters. He is literally directly part of the team that is making these these golf clubs, so that's why he's so passionate about it. And then on my side, I mean, those are my boys. I, I that's that's the stuff I hit, right? So um, I was able to go out and play beforehand um, for a few days uh, with some members and, and really was thoroughly impressed with what the new technology is, which is it, it's just amazing that they're able to make it faster, longer, and uh, more forgiving. That's the, that's the moniker John Rom always says. I only, I only ask them to do three things make it faster, longer, and more forgiving. So uh, it seems like they've done all, all three. And actually, kind of the sleeper, like you said, the Versa the, the Versa putter line was one of their most popular lines. It was launched in 2013, I want to say, and they're bringing it back. They're, they're smart about this. They're not, you know, keep – yes, they're pushing the envelope as far as technology goes, so there's, like, technology under the hood, like in this new uh, 12 putter that they have, but they're going back to some old tried-and-true things that's working on tour. Guys still play that Versa line on tour, and they're now just giving new options with new technologies built in to um, lines that were very, very popular. You know, they brought back the OG a couple of years ago. I mean, the the, two, the original two-ball putter, I don't know how many people know this, is the best-selling putter of all time. It's the best-selling putter design of all time. Why wouldn't you go back to that? So what they did was they put in some new technologies with, with what they had um, now with what was with the past, and, and they, keep, they keep doing that. So I'm, I'm glad that they look backwards and forwards at the same time.
1: I want to bring something up with something like the putter, and you talk about the older school putter, yeah, anything 10, 15 years old. Is that the club that golfers tend to hold on to the most? 100%.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, I have a, a two-ball white ice putter, which would be from 2011. So that's 12 years old. And it's hard to get out of my bag. I have another putter that uh, is about four or five years old. The, the putter is one of those things that once you kind of connect with it, it's not one of those things that you get out of the bag quickly. A putter and a three-wood is what most people say. If you find a three-wood you like, um, you, you tend to hold on to it for a while. Those are things that you don't necessarily recycle. Drivers are one of those things that you just keep going through the new stuff, right? Irons is usually every every three to five years for us club pros, just because we're helping market market these brands usually every year. Every other year, you're, you're, you're going through irons and, and wedges and stuff like that, but it's like three wooden putter are those two, like, holy grails you can't you can't touch if you get a good one.
1: I think I was talking to head pro Frank about that, and I want to say he's got, like, a two or a three iron or something that he has had in his bag a long time.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> uh, he has a old Mizuno fly high from, I think, 2008? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe? that's the one. I can't believe he hasn't cracked a face on it. <laughs> and then he's got this old baby... Um, a 913f which would be at least 10 years old titleless 3 wood that he liked from back in the day and sometimes it finds its way in the bag like one around here or there but no he he's he likes the new TaylorMade stuff he he loves the new Stealth the the problem with Frank is like well, it's a problem for me. It's not a problem for Frank. Frank's like found the magic in the last two stealths to where he's getting the right amount of launch and the right amount of spin. So I was 30 behind him and now I'm like 50 behind him. Jeez. It's just not fair anymore right now. So, um, yeah, that, that lineup's really good too. So, I mean, it's it's an exciting year for for golf clubs in general. I mean, everything's good. Everything's good now. I was just having this discussion with, with somebody the other day. It's like... You can pick five different drivers and not go wrong. They're all good. Just what looks best to you, looking down at it.
1: Yep. Well, after Callaway, we stopped next door over at Shrixon, and we talked with our local rep there about their new line.
0: All right, we're here with Frank Michael, our sales representative in the Chicagoland area for Shrixon. And I uh, want to talk about the new wood lineup and iron lineup. Uh, we'll start with the irons. Uh, you want to? go through kind of the game improvement, and then we'll hop into more of the players' irons.
3: Absolutely, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Our probably biggest iron that we've tweaked uh, from the previous generation would be our ZX4. Um, So cleaning up the offset a little bit, narrowing up the sole just about 0.3 millimeters, but um, it's our most forgiving Strixon iron, still with a forged face to get that Strixon patented feel, but definitely fully hollow to have that maximum forgiveness from heel to toe.
0: Talk about that, kind of how important that feel is kind of amongst all the way through the player's iron, all the way up into the game improvement, because you guys do do a good job of that, uh, maintaining that feel. Yeah, you can kind of see this little ridge in the back of all our irons. It's a little yeah. more
3: emphasized in the player's irons, but that's just adding additional mass behind the sweet spot just to improve uh, you know, uh, impact feel. Um, so obviously feel is a big part of the getting the right distance with the irons, and um, that's one of the main things we did to improve feel in our lineup. Um, the ZX4 kind of stands on its own in terms of max forgiveness, but you can blend it with all these other irons. Yeah. They are designed to all to be mixed and matched. Right. So we have a lot of players do this in the long, and then you can do these in the short, but probably our most popular iron would be the ZX5. Um, that's going to be a, still a two-piece forged iron, but a little less offset than the 4, a little bit thinner sole. but probably our, our cleanest overall iron and uh, packs a lot of forgiveness overall but still forged uh, like the other other irons there too the so. thing
0: too that's always unique about stricts on irons is they have kind of the rib going through the bottom can of explain what that does is and how different that is from from all the other irons that are on the yeah, market
3: absolutely andy that's that's one of the thing our yeah. tour players love most about our iron yeah, they kind
0: of get in and get out exactly yeah. so we got a
3: vt sole is what we call it it's got a little higher le- leading edge bounce trailing negative edge bounce but that what allows the golfer, whether they take very little divot or a lot of divot, it helps you reduce, reduce drag through the turf, and maintain that clubhead speed, and uh, you know, kind of help that feel and distance and the interaction with the turf. And kind of going from our more forgiving irons to our, our more player's irons, we yeah. have our ZX7, which is what a strong majority of our tour staff uses. It's a one-piece forged, it's 1020 carbon steel, so uh, five less uh, degrees of carbon than uh, industry standard. And then we have yeah. the one piece forge as this well. This
4: wins. This wins
0: the swimsuit competition. <laughs> this this thing looks great. Talk yeah, yeah. Talk through this a little bit more.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, this is you know kind of Hideki's iron, if you will, but it is our blade. We've had our previous blade has been around for, gosh, five six years. So this is kind of our our next generation of that. But our other irons are every two years. But um, again, ten twenty carbon steel. The kind of the muscle back look there, but you know. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I yeah, won't be playing it. It's beautiful, it's, <laughs> but it's a good-looking club, and now it's a obviously club. clean look. But that that ZX7 is where kind of the, you know, the sweet spot is for for our for the better player. You got the little added forgiveness, but just looks just as clean as a
0: blade iron. All right. So now I know something you guys are really excited about is the whole wood lineup. So let's let's talk through that a little bit. Yeah. No. Thank you, Annie. So I you know the irons have kind of caught on fire, and we've got a lot in play
3: there. But the drivers, if anything, is uh, something. I don't want to say really surprising us, but we're getting a lot of really good independent feedback with our drivers. So we have uh, two uh, main drivers that we've had the last couple years. We've have our ZX5 and we have our ZX7. Kind of kind
0: of correlate with the same name, but new for this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes, we got the Mark II is the to differentiate from the previous generation. But our ZX5 is going to be a little bit longer from front to back. It's got a weight port in the back for a higher launch, Um, and then our ZX7 is going to have the heel toe weight for a little bit more workability. And then you got the a little more compact from front to back, but both 460, both 460. Um, You can kind of look at this one as a lower trajectory, more fade bias, deeper face, deeper face. Yeah. And then the ZX Five is going to be higher, more draw focused driver.
0: And then this one's a new new cat in town. Yes, the
3: LS. So for those stronger players, the the high swing speed, high spin rate guys, um, this is going to be your driver. So we got a lower launching, lower spinning driver. A lot of that's drive from that weight port in the front. Um, we go from down to two grams up to fourteen. Yeah. So you can you can dial in that swing weight, dial in that spin rate just based on the weight um, in the front of the driver. And like I said, in the ZX Seven we got in the heel toe that you can adjust. Yeah. in the five in the back. But big thing with our driver um, is. Uh, ball speed. So we're we're winning the ball speed test from what we see on our numbers. We have a all titanium construction. So that's our big, our big thing for this year. Is going all titanium in the crown in the face, obviously. But that's how we're gotcha. we're noticing an R and D so, to generate ball so speed. So it probably
0: would have that more kind of traditional feel, traditional than, sound, traditional yeah, feel. Yeah, exactly, I mean, absolutely. But and then, yeah. the fairwood's a sleeper. Fairwood's hot. Yeah, we we're,
3: we're, we hear that a lot. Uh, we make it in three plus three five and seven. So we do go up to a seven with that's getting more and more popular. Yeah. But same technology we're putting into the driver, we're putting into our fairway woods, but with a steel construction. Nice. So, and then we do have the, the uh, same thing with the hybrid as well. Really nice.
0: Really Not a whole lot of offset, or, and, not like any type of left bias. It looks, looks real clean. Yeah, very right?
3: clean. Look, our whole Strixon lineup's derived for the tour player, for the better player, so it's all got the cleaner looks. Awesome. And then Cleveland Golf's going to have a little bit more game improvement, more maybe average a higher handicap, more uh,
0: average golfers uh, club. So. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you'll see all these products at Mistwood and the Mistwood Golf Dome, so stop by and see us. Available Thanks, today. Thanks, yeah. nice, buddy. Thanks for having me Appreciate on. it, yeah.
1: Yeah, Strixon had a nice booth set up, and they – clearly have a wide variety of options for all kinds of golfers.
0: Yeah. A couple different, couple of different things of, of interest there. You know, they're, they're going with an all titanium driver head, which we haven't seen in a while from, from any of the major companies. Everyone's trying to infuse uh, different, different types of, uh, you know, graphite or carbon in their heads. So they've, they've gone back to the all titanium model. It's very competitive as far as distance goes. I think the, like I said in the video, I think the three wood's kind of a sleeper. It's been a sleeper the last couple of years. Really good when we've tested it and hit it. And then they've got the looks and feel like pegged right now. They really do. Circusan's done a really nice job. Endo endo forging for you golf nerds out there. Um is what they, they do. It's still one piece forging for a lot of their lineup. Uh especially the the ZX seven and the the blade. Um it's it's just a beautiful looking golf club. It's one of those things like when you set it down, it's a good looking golf club, you just you have confidence because it looks so good.
1: You said that blade wins the swimsuit competition. Hundred percent wins the <laughs> swimsuit competition. That
0: thing is beautiful. You set that down, it's like that's what a golf club's supposed to look like. You just say it to yourself. It's like it's it does. It checks all boxes, nice square look. Um, you know, they really stand behind that that um the, the bottom of the club, the way it kind of the V Sole um, for lack of a better term, in how the club gets in and out. I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with tricks on clubs, but it's kind of interesting. They they put that on every single iron, and and they really stand behind
1: that. Now the next one was a must-stop for you over at Titleist. Why?
0: It's a must-stop because everybody gets it wrong. You walk in the pro shop, and everyone's like, give me the Pro V1 because it spins more, or give me this ball because it spins less, like, everybody gets it wrong. Every single person gets it wrong. So it's not like I was there trying to sell more golf balls. I'm just trying to make sure everybody has the right golf ball when they come in the shop. So I think that's very good that we got who we got um, from Titleist to literally explain each and every golf ball, the guy who's helps design the golf balls to, to know exactly what each ball is supposed to do.
1: Yeah, let's hear from Derek Ladd, director of research for golf ball R&D with Titleist. So
0: kind of run us through the lineup I know in the past people thought, you know, certain
4: balls did certain things, but we want to hear from Tyler's mouth. How exactly do these balls perform differently from each other? Sure. I mean, we can start with Pro V1. Uh, Pro V1 is our kind of, between Pro V1 and Pro V1X, it's a little bit lower compression, flies a little bit lower, uh, slightly lower spin off the tee with your long irons. But once you get in and around the green, close to the same spin, but Pro one x because it's a higher compression, will spin slightly more around the greens. So this will spin slightly less just overall, all the way through the correct, back? Correct, correct. Okay, yep. so it flies a little lower, Yep. it's a little softer feeling, it's a little lower compression. Yep. Okay, all right, cool. Let's hop into Pro V1X. Right, so Pro V1X is one of our highest flying models, uh, also our highest spinning models. Um, higher compression. Uh, both of them very long off the tee, but it's for those golfers. I mean, more of your average golfers actually need that spin around the green. So right. Pro V One X kind of fits that category pretty well. So, so a guy that wants to play a premium golf ball and tends to uh, have more of kind of a fade bias, what, what would
0: what would you think would be a better ball to kind of? maybe lower spin? Or yeah, I, I mean, if, if they have
4: the problem with uh, with too much spin, because typically yeah. that fade is with the extra spin, you might want to bring them down to the Pro V1, gotcha. or even moves us into left dash, okay. right? Uh, yeah. Left dash is a good option. High, higher launch, not as high as Pro V1X, but lower spin than Pro V1X. So we've got X, dash, Pro V1 yes. so far. Okay, gotcha. So what were the characteristics kind of about? So that's one of our lowest spin models. Okay. Uh, not quite as low spin as AVX, uh, but flies higher than AVX. Higher compression. Uh, with that, we can get some of the spin around the greens that we wouldn't necessarily have. Is nice. um, an attractive ball for tour guys, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. So it started out on tour. Right around 2017 is when we introduced it out there. Um, a lot of the technology that went into that, as far as our uh, casing layer and now the in inner side of our center uh the inner side of our center has now made its way into the 13 product which has gotcha. a larger center than what it did very cool and then probably the ball i see get wrong a lot a
0: lot more than, than most is the avx it's a, it's a unique ball to kind of talk us through what, what that's all about yeah so
4: avx you know we try to target those golfers because even though people will say you know i can't compress the ball which isn't true um, we, we still need to make a golf ball for those people that you know want that Softer feeling golf ball, so that you know that's kind of a 80 ish compression versus 90 for Pro V1. So it's lower compression, flies lower to target that audience. Um, so it's longer with the irons, um, but it still gets good distance with the driver. So for as far as like driver distance goes, would you notice any considerable di- difference between any of the golf balls? Uh, for most people, no, on a, off a robot, which consistently hits the same spot over yeah. and over, uh, there might be a two- to three-yard dif- difference between oh, them, depending yeah. on the setup. So, yeah. no, this, they're, pretty, they're all long. They're all awesome. Long. Awesome. Well, I hope this helps everybody
0: make better decisions about their golf balls going forward, and can't thank you enough. Pleasure. Thank you.
1: I got a lot of use out of that as well because golf is hard enough as it is, and if there's a golf ball you can be using, that will maybe help you drop four or five, six strokes, it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, a few, a few of the big takeaways for me is is that regardless of what ball you're using in the in that Titleist family, it doesn't seem like any certain ball goes further than any other certain ball. I mean, he's had two or three yards on, a, on an iron Byron with the driver, which is almost negligible depending on kind of where you hit it. But each ball does its own job. And that's whether it's with Titleist, whether it's with with Callaway or whoever it is, it's each ball kind of does it, does its own job. And so there is something to a ball fitting. If you're looking for certain things, if you're looking just for raw distance, there's balls for that. If you're looking for better shot shaping around the greens, there's ball for that. If you're looking for a lower ball flight, there's balls for that. Like ball fitting now is, is a real thing. It's not just, it's not just one type of ball um, that, that you have to choose. I mean, You know, I'm seeing. I'm more kind of intimately involved with with the Callaway guys, but Callaway and um, Titleist. You know, for instance, Titleist has the Left Dash, and Callaway has the the Chrome Soft X LS. Those are both balls that were born on tour. Those are both variations of original Pro V1X and Chrome Soft X. Those are both balls that tour guys wanted certain aspects: lower spin, higher launch, those type of things, and got that and, you know, they figured, well, hey, maybe the general public wants this ball too. So um, it's really cool that, that companies are taking their technology, not just for technology's sake, but they're taking their technology with uh, aspects of feedback from tour and making a better ball for all of us.
1: It was a ton of fun. And another stop we got to make was actually Demo Day, which was the day before we headed over to the show. But teaching professional Chris Iriati tried out the new equipment from Mizuno, with our local rep, Chris Campbell. And here is what they're sharing about what's new.
3: 923 Tour, the JPX model that Chris is trying out right now. That's uh, just about ready to be released in the beginning of February, along with the new 923 Ford. So those are brand new uh, for 2023 for Mizuno. This is gonna be a, a layer of copper under the finish. So that'll be one of the new additions along with the new uh, V chassis design, which gives us some extra stability, even in more of a player's iron category that Chris is looking at.
4: And I like it too, I mean, the distance isn't, you know, severely altered either. I mean, it's just kind of a stock stock seven iron going about 170, 175, which I like. Uh, just feels real consistent. Center hit, toe hit, still feels good. Ball still launching out of the same window with that toe
1: hit. And uh, yeah, just feels great. I know you and Frank actually busted out the Mizuno drivers because that's what Demo Day is all about. Try the yeah. new equipment, see what's out there. Just you guys love swinging the golf club. So you actually learned something though when we went there.
0: I learned something, yes. So uh, we were messing around and took a three wood shaft and put it in a driver head, and really, the the change in distance wasn't all that great. And basically, it, it it's based on the premise of a, a shorter driver length. You're going to hit the ball in the center of the face a little bit more often, especially shorter guy like shorter guy like me, like shorter in height. You're going to hit the center of the face a lot more often than a longer driver. So a longer driver here and there, you might catch one right in the middle. You know, with a with a longer driver, it might go a little bit further. But your downrange dispersion, meaning left or right, might be a little bit more off. Shorter length driver, hitting it more in the center. And my dispersion was like, you could hang clothes on that line. I mean, it, was, it wasn't going left or right. It was just going straight, 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 straight. And also that lowers the spin a little bit. So I'm still able to launch it as high as I would my normal driver, spin lowers, ball doesn't go left or right as much, and I'm hitting in the center of the face. So there's a lot of advantages to it. it kind of opened my eyes to, like, the extremes. Obviously, I wouldn't cut my driver down, like, the 43 inches, but maybe I could take an inch off, and maybe I could hit it a little bit more in the center and still be gaining distance because I have a better driver this year than I did last year, Um so definitely open my eyes. Probably something that I'm going to do is is probably shorten my driver by an inch.
1: And another thing we've done here at Mistwood is we've expanded our Mistwood Performance Academy and our junior program, and over at U.S. Kids Golf, they have a whole new bunch of stuff that you were really impressed with.
0: Yeah, that, that blew me away. So they did um, – I will say in the past, like U.S. Kids Golf, you, you take a kid to a point, and then you tell the parent, hey, it's time now to go into – the ping prodigy. It's time now to go into the Callaway XJ series. It's time now to, you know, go into kind of more of a, a a teen type of club or even a women's club where you're getting an actual titanium club head. That's, that's got some hit to it. So that's always kind of been the thing with us, with us kids is like, you, it gets you to a point. Well, now us kids will take you all the way up through high school if you want They have an adjustable driver, which it's a little stroke of genius. I don't know why everyone else hasn't done it. But they have an interchangeable driver now um, that's going to be launching, I think, in March, where you can start them all the way at 51 inches and work them all the way up to, uh, I think, five and a half feet, I want to say. And you're literally just changing the driver shaft. So you keep the same club head, and you just change the length of the driver shaft. And it's like, shoot, that was genius. That's smart. And... It only costs you – it's under $400 for this driver, and each time you change a shaft, it's 60 bucks. but it's better than buying a new driver four or five, six times you know, throughout their kind of playing life cycle and get them all the way up into high school. Uh, so that's really cool. But then the thing that most impressed us, we took a tour series U.S. Kids Club, which literally probably would have shattered in Frank's and I's hands in the past, especially Frank's. And we're standing there swinging full speed and roasting these things. And the head was stable, shaft was stable. Like everything was was really, really solid on these. And so I was probably most impressed by that, the fact that they've really pushed to to make their stuff competitive or even better than any other junior product that's out there. Because in the past, definitely, U.S. Kids was good until a point, and then you got to walk away from them to somebody else.
1: Speaking of roasting it and hitting it, it was fun to see – World Long Drive Champion Kyle Berkshire out there at the Cobra booth with the big audience. He maxed out the range at 420 yards. He brought out the gamer. They didn't want to show too much, but he's excited about the technology. And just watching that is just so cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to even track a ball going that fast. I mean, you're talking, what, two,
1: 230 ball speed? Like 220, 225, yeah. I think was what we yeah, were probably, seeing.
0: Probably wasn't totally maxing out, but. I mean, it's just crazy fast to see somebody moving that way. It's like, it's hard. It's like every single swing they're going full out <clears throat> to to hit it that hard. I mean, it kind of throws people off a little bit and thinking that they need to <laughs> they need to go at it that hard or they'll be able to sustain that. But um, definitely, what's what's cool about the long drive guys, you know, as a, as kind of a golf geek, you watch what they do. And some of their movements that they're doing now to create more speed is uh, pretty common. Like you're, you're starting to see kind of more of that left hip clear earlier. You're starting to see a lot more kind of just, just better rotation in general of the, of the upper and lower working um, together, together and separate uh, kind of both at the same time. So there's, a lot of things that if you watch it, like I know you have slow-mo video of Berkshire hitting it, like you watch that and watch what he's doing and try and mimic some of those movements because we can't all mimic the movements that he's doing. I mean, he trains literally 100% for that. Um, you're going to gain some distance. Like you're going to you're gonna definitely gain some distance looking at some of the things that he does in his golf swing.
1: I think I saw some of his story. I think he was, he was going to school at like North Texas or something and then as there was a competition and his friends were like go oh, check it out or whatever and he did really well and then it was like all right this might be the path i take with my golf career but it was just fun to watch him and i just i cringe every time at the back cuz i just can't imagine what the body's going through but again he stays in good shape he obviously does whatever stretches and everything else he needs to to stay in shape and uh, healthy but man it's just it's it's amazing seeing that he talked about it was cool cuz he was mic'd up how when he was going for the 232 233 Uh, speed with it all, it took him out for days. He was exhausted.
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't it like at the... Here, I'm going to compare something completely random. (laughs) You ever been to the San Diego Zoo and they run the cheetah once a day? Yeah. And they do that because the cheetah literally needs that much time to rest before they do it again the next day. And these guys are the same way. When we saw the the dude melting it inside of the uh, Trackman Bay. Scotty Pearman. There you go. The guy's melting it in there. Has one that was four twelve yeah. that we recorded. He took two minutes and rested, and then went back at it. I mean, it's got to be taxing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the speed, the speed that they that they swing that thing at it just blows my mind. I'm like trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm in no shape to actually do that, but it just blows my
1: mind. So, what's your takeaway? Because you always talk about how whether it's this or a managers conference uh, you just you have ideas your your brain is going a million miles an hour when you come back from these
0: i feel like I, f- I feel like we're in a good spot right now from a technology standpoint i i did make sure to to kind of stop and and look and and, and see everything that was out there even you know I even you know I, I see what's new with with top even. Top Trace, even though we're a partner, see what's new with Trackman, even though we're a partner. See what's new with Unicore, the new system that we have in the the simulator suites. I think we might even have an option with them to get our golf course mapped out, but that's another story. Um, you know, look at things like Putt View. That Putt View thing was cool. I mean, for what it is, and the price might not be right for us, but like that's a technology I'm going to keep my eye on. And and things like that. There's always. There's always really good ideas out there. Uh, we got some great ideas with some of the technology we currently use, like Sportsbox and things like that, how we can integrate it a little bit better and deeper um, into into our daily teaching. Uh, there's some new technologies around video, like uh, V1 has kind of always been the gold standard. Now Swing Catalyst is making, making some plays. Like All of these things are just things that we we need to keep our eye on, and we, we do keep our eye on by going to the show, and the show is – Second and none in, in allowing you to do that, to be able to, to walk the floor and talk to the people that are actually designing these things. Um, you know, talk about with, with training aids, like these are the people that invented them, put their heart and soul into it, and, and really, um, you know, have created something special sometimes.
1: Let's continue the conversation about the world of golf, and the PGA Tour Live Showdown continues. What about the Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed beef? The tea tossing from Reed? One with the Four Aces logo from the Live Golf I'm all, League. I'm all on
0: board for Patrick throwing that tea
1: at Rory. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. Turn around. Say hi. Just acknowledge who him. Who cares? Right. Who cares? I did not think we'd be defending Patrick Reed on this show. <laughs> ever I mean it's I think it's I've, all he, I've been known to unpopularly defend him at he, times he called McElroy quote an immature little child said it was unfortunate yeah but McElroy at the end of the week edged out read by a stroke with a clutch birdie on the 18th at the Dubai Desert Classic man what would have playoff been like between those two after the week they had well, plus
0: plus the sketchy you know ball in the tree thing I mean that's oh, yeah. that's sketchy
1: if you That's on brand for, for
0: Reed. Yeah, it's like if you don't if you don't actually put your hand on it, how can you take an unplayable? Like that's that's sketchy. It's like hitting the ball in the water. Like there is that rule, that kind of provisional rule that if you do hit your ball in a penalty area and everybody saw it go in there penalty area and it's in that spot, then you take the relief. I mean Yeah. <clears throat> but to take an unplayable in that situation where you don't actually have a hand on it, and you're just going on the speculation of the player, especially that player, um, that's kind of sketch. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good tournament. I don't, I hate the fact that they run that tournament against because that's like their big showcase event, and they pay guys under the table. It's literally no different from a live event. So mm-hmm. guys playing the holier than thou thing. Yeah, Dubai has been paying guys. Since the inception of that event in like 1990, they paid Tiger Woods five million dollars to come play in that. So just, just show don't, up. Don't give me that crap about this being like holier than now. This turn that term is as dirty as any live event. But I hate the fact they run it against the Farmers. Farmers is one of the best events. The terminatory. it's one of the best events of the year. And I hate the fact that that money dilutes from that pot. And that's kind of the bigger conversation, right? PJ Tour versus Live. I just just hate that it's it's doing that. Well, let's go to Max Homa. Mm -hmm.
1: Our guy Max Homa. He has always been an awesome follow on social media because he'll roast guy swings, everything like that, but then he starts getting better and better and doing better and better. They talked about him making, what, $17,000 in like 2017, 2018 or something, and now he obviously has no problem making money. He got a sixth win. I think four or so have been in his home state of California. So hot right now. Won the Farmers, then... Played a skins game the next day and won four hundred whole dollars. Yep. He's unstoppable. That's big. Yeah.
0: At four hundred dollars <laughs> that's that's big winnings. But you know, having played Tory, I had a chance to play Tory in a tournament setting in in December. I know it's hard then. I mean Tory is so hard. North or South doesn't matter. I mean North is a little more gettable. But South is just a kick in the teeth. I mean, it's like <laughs> anyone that's had the chance to play like Butler National, play Butler National at sea level, seaside, with green complexes that are probably a little bit more complicated and just different grasses and stuff like that. It's just like, it's so hard. I, and I don't understand how how guys even shoot under par out there. I mean, the shot, the shot home a hit, and that's, the shot home a hit into 16, I mean, regardless of the three wood into 18, that was awesome. But, like, the shot into 16, into a crosswind from 230, just roast the 4-iron, 152 miles an hour ball speed, like, 10 feet, and just makes it, like, no big deal. And I played the up tee into that same wind and roasted, like, a 3-iron to the front of the green. It's so long. It's so hard. <laughs> the, the fact that he hit that shot, I mean, unless you've, like, been standing there, you can't appreciate how hard that shot was that he hit. And he just pulled it off, no big deal. And then 17... Seventeen's a nightmare of a hole. You got junk all the way up the left, falling off the cliff. You hit it like two feet left of the fairway. And then you got a bunker on the right side that if you hit it in there, you have no chance. Um, the way these guys play come down the stretch is just that, it's just that much more impressive when you've actually you know played the golf course too.
1: I think it's funny knowing that you can go out there and shoot, what, 66, 67 on a good day. And then you're still just awestruck by what these guys can do on the Uh, PGA Tour.
0: It's it's unbelievable. It's it's absolutely unbelievable the the shots that these guys pull off on a course like that. I mean, that's a big boy golf course. That is such a hard golf course uh, to play. There's no, you know, every every golf course, like you'll see it with Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach has some cupcake holes, and then they've got some holes that are really hard. But that's kind of how most golf courses are designed. Tory Pines is like, all right, we're gonna just going to kick you in the mouth from the first hole on. <laughs> Second hole is the easiest hole on the golf course, I would say, and then they make you basically hit over a cliff on three, and then they give you the hardest par, par four on planet Earth and number four, and then number five is no cupcake. It's just like, just punches you in the mouth the whole way around. It's such a hard golf course, and you know, kudos, kudos to those guys that get around.
1: Let's wrap up the episode. We're going to be going old school at the old course coming up the dome, our third event of the year. The first two sold out quickly. And uh, we'll have a beer partner and samples and everything. That's always fun. We like doing that once a month.
0: Yeah. Four man scramble. Uh, we'll play the old course at St. Andrews. And it's always a good time. You see a lot of the same faces, which is cool. It means, uh, we got kind of a loyal following for these events and, and obviously run a pretty good event. If guys are coming out, um, you know, event after event. So can't wait to see everybody. We're going to do that on the 18th. So, uh, Saturday after Valentine's Day, we're we're thinking about doing it the Saturday before, but that'd probably been a bad call. Gotta uh, get the dates in. Uh, gotta, gotta, get, gotta get those Valentine's dates in. So figured after Valentine's Day would be be free and clear.
1: All right, look forward to that. Check the socials and get registered, and we will see all of you next time. Get in the car. Right at us.
0: The best in the business,
4: Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one.
1: This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast.